The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, and here we are, the big 10 o'clock hour. Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, a lot to do. We have uh, Stump Rothenberg at 10.30. We'll go around the league at, I guess, 10.15 sounds good. Uh, something I wanted to make note of baseball-wise, a qu- couple of quick things here. Um, the conversation was that really there's no way that Judge could win the batting title. He was hitting like 302. He's now hitting 311. Now, I'd say it's still unlikely, but it's not as daunting as it it once was. Um, He's hitting 311. Jose Abreu on the White Sox hitting 312. Xander Bogarts on the Red Sox hitting 315. And Luis Arise on the Twins hitting 319. So what was like a 15-point deficit is now an eight-point deficit. The only thing that becomes a little daunting is he's got to get through uh, three separate players. But home runs, he's got a 21-home run lead over Mike Trout. And RBIs, he has a 12-RBI lead over Ramirez. So it's not as impossible as it once was. And, of course, the Yankees with 18 games to play, and he has 57. So does he get five more? I I would think so, but I don't think this is as much a foregone conclusion as everybody else seems to think that he's absolutely will get there. Couple things: a, he's gonna get walked. He's gonna get walked a lot. And b, and I know I asked the question of Boone a couple weeks ago. I said, if you have the division wrapped up and you can't catch Houston, do you envision resting in? And he said, no, he does not. But I I believe that when I see it all the way through. So Yankees have 18 games left, five and a half game lead on Toronto, six in the loss column. So that's where we are with the Yankees. And today's New York Yankees injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. So the, the injury report is vast. Harrison Bader playing at double at A right now and doesn't seem like he's too far off. And remember, they had given you like a September 15th time frame and it feels like we're, we're right there. Luis Severino uh, making rehab starts at double A as well. And it feels like he's not far off. So that's good. And then Zach Britton. Uh, is a triple-A, so, and, and Chapman is a double-A in pitching. So it, it feels like reinforcements are not far off for the Yankees, and that is the Yankees injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedics, Spine, and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. They do. 1-800-919-3776. So I, I say we get to these Jets and Giants calls. And then at 10.15, we go around the league a little bit, and then that'll set us up for, for the beautiful uh, 10.30 start of Stump Rothenberg. So let's go. 1-800-919-3776. John in the car. John, good morning. You're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, Dave. Uh, I may have missed it earlier, but um, have you gotten an injury report on the two edge rushers for the Giants? And it's funny It's funny you ask that because I actually uh, texted with some people yesterday that are close to the Giants, more than one person, and they said do not expect either guy to play this week. Better chance really? of Thibodeau, How... but do not expect either guy to play this week. Any any more information other than that in terms of how long we're looking at? I think next week is very realistic. I think next Monday is very realistic. Okay, I think we become exponentially better. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Oh, that's going to be time a lot for of fun. A fr- I don't know what that was about, but yeah, I, cu- I could not agree with you more. I think you're 100% that's right. Thanks gonna be for the call. A, that's yep, going to be a lot call, of John. fun with this defense. Yeah, be huge. Be huge, because that, that was what was missing last week, right? I thought their tackling was good. I thought they did a good job in, in the running game against uh, – 
Derrick Henry, but they didn't get pressure. And, and it, I mean, there is a built-in excuse, right? Uh, you have the fifth pick of the draft who didn't play, and you have your, your leader in sacks from last year who didn't play. I mean, those guys have to be counted on to get to the quarterback. So it changes your game plan, right? I mean, last drive, they're sending Xavier McKinney from the safety spot. If you can get pressure, like you're in a, we are throwing the football. Pin your ears back and get after the quarterback. If you have guys that can do that, it changes everything. But if you don't, now you have to start being exotic. And, you know, Wink Martindale was sending guys that maybe don't get sent if your normal defensive ends are healthy and, and playing. Lenny and Rockaway. Lenny, good morning. You're next up. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, Dave. Uh, Titans fan here. I mean, going into the into the game with the Giants, I mean, I was comp- like everyone, right? W- what happened to the stinky Giants team? We were supposed to roll on them, home game opener. And uh, I just want to give you guys credit. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in New Jersey. My favorite local team's the Giants. So, it, shamefully, I got to say, it, it kind of stung a little less. It's proud of you guys. I mean, the attitude on the defense and uh, – and the coaching, I just think, uh, and 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 the, the, your quarterback. I mean, he obviously has a terrible reputation and, and a well-deserved one, but I thought he played pretty well. And so, I'm not trying to, you know, tease you guys with optimism like we have. I mean, we've been we've been teasing at a. At, at, I, I got to tell you, Lenny, I I am, I, and I had concerns about your Titans before the season. I I'm nervous about your Titans. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you, you you go to Buffalo this week. There's no there's no way you you expect to win that game. So now you're staring at zero and two in the face. Now your division is not great, and right. and and the Colts tied that first game. But I I have some real reservations about Tennessee this year. I I trust Vrabel. I mean Vrabel. I, I got to give him like you said. It's 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 just a one game. I mean we got blown out by Arizona week one last year, um, and then we ended up with the number one seed in the AFC. We beat the Chiefs. Um, you know, we beat the Bengals in the regular season. I, 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 you know, I'm pretty sure that it's not over. But uh, I hear you loud and clear. Monday's going to be. I, I, I love, I love them too. But I'll tell you this, and hang on, the, hang on the line for a second. What was your reaction when they ran that tight end end around last week? So I was third? texting. I was texting a good buddy of mine, Jose, um, and I. But as that drive hap- was happening before the red zone, I called it. I actually had the text to prove it. I said they're going for two. My Giants fan pal. No, was no, like, no, not no not way. that, not that Giants play. When oh. when your team had the ball, one of the final drives of the game, and you had third and half a yard, and instead of running it with Derrick Henry, they they ran like an end oh. around with the tight end. I, you remember I that play? Got up, got up off my couch and I walked out of the room for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I thought I that was that. one of the, one of the worst play calls I've seen. I I think Vrabel yeah. is great. I didn't think last week was a great game for him. No, neither was the Bengal game last year in the postseason. So I hear you, man. Thank All you. right. Well, listen, thanks for the kind words with the Giants, and good luck to you guys on Monday night. 1-800-919-3776. Omar. Good morning, Omar. You're next up, buddy. Hello? Hello, Omar. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, only okay because the the Jets, they're just – I know I wanted to talk about the Mets, but you, you started talking about Salah again, and it just reminded me again, like, I don't know if you know any other head coach in the NFL who says those kinds of things. Like, usually every head coach turns away those kinds of questions. But, like, I mean, it's really discomforting as a fan to know that, like, he's more focused on that than he is on winning. Because, like, it's like, first of all, since you've gotten here, you haven't won anything. And you haven't shown anything on the defensive side as well, where that's where you 
are supposed to be like a genius or smart. And like, it's just so like, it's just annoying because it feels like only us, only us can have a head coach that'll say something so like something so silly. Just so silly, like unnecessary is what it like, felt, right, Omar? It felt yeah, like there's yeah. no like, reason like, to about, say something like that. Just, how about you do your job and you win football games, like what you were brought here to do? Like we don't want to hear excuses as fans. We want you to get the job done. You know what I mean? So, like as a fan, that was very annoying, man. Because like you know, I, you got to find a way to get things done. You can't sit there and mope and say you're taking receipts. That's not helping you at all. That's not helping you win or anything. I thought it was like a very bad receipts. look. Why don't you get out of here? But I, I hope th- you have a great weekend, Dave. I, I listen to you every single day in the morning, and I love you and Rick, and, you know, you're a great guy. I love you, man. Have a great Thanks, weekend. Thanks, Omar. You're the best, man. I appreciate the kind words. I, I think I, I understand why you'd be annoyed. Like, what are you doing? You know, you, you, you give us this thing, and everyone falls in love with it, and it's great. All, all, all gas, no brakes. And that hasn't really played out. And, and now you're taking receipts. It's, it's like just win games. It's all people care about. Look prepared. Look professional. Compete. You know, steal a victory every now and then. And I get it. Baltimore is a daunting task. They're an excellent football team. They're well coached. They have a quarterback that's terrifying. Right? They're, 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 they don't make mistakes. Their special teams are good. Their defense is good. That's just, I mean, they are like the model franchise of consistency. Not that they're going to win the whole thing every year, but every year, when you finish a game with Baltimore, you're going to feel like, boy, that we were, we were in a real dogfight in that one. So I don't think there's any, anything embarrassing about losing to the Ravens at all. I, I think what becomes frustrating is, for the most part in the second half, the game wasn't really competitive. And then to come out and, and make these statements of, you know, everyone who says stuff about us, I'm going to remember it. I'm going to, I'm going to have receipts. I'm taking them now, and I will, I'll present them to you when the time comes. Well, it, it, we're, not, we're not allowed to take receipts. I mean, we're not allowed to make comments and statements. Why, why, why can't we do that? I mean, you, you, the team has been awful for a decade. Awful. Haven't been to the postseason in, in, in 10 years. And we can't say something? Not, not we. I'm not, I'm not a, a fan of the team. But, I mean, people can't say something about this organization, that they're frustrated, that they're angry? Even if it's not right. Even if you don't agree with it. Even if it's premature. I mean, you didn't have your starting quarterback. You're playing one of the better teams, you think, in the AFC. So, yeah, it's a daunting task. But don't attack your fan base. Why would you do that? Greg and Piscataway. Greg, you're on 98.7 ESPN, pal. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. I hey. love the weekends. What's up, Greg? <laughs> hey, Dave. So, I don't understand this notion. And I'm not saying that it's you. But the notion of that Daniel Jones has to be a top five quarterback or we're going to get rid of him. Why can't he just be a serviceable quarterback? It seems like, and this may be premature, that we have the um, upper management that can build around him. Why can we build, like, a dominant defense? Well, Greg, Greg, let me me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you understand how much harder it is, A, to win, really win in this league if you have a a decent quarterback? It's it's very hard. And and secondly, nobody says he has to be top five, but – I mean, look at if you go through the best teams in this league, the best teams in this league have either a very good or great quarterback. And, and like the they, one they, that you'd say no is maybe Tennessee, and I don't know how great they're going to be. But, Greg, think about it, right? I mean, Buffalo, great quarterback. They're, they're, they're the favorites. Kansas City, great quarterback. Chargers, 
great quarterback. Rams, Rams really good quarterback. Buccaneers, I mean, really, no, Stafford's not really, really good. Stafford's really good. Not, Stafford's uh, really, uh, yes, he is. You're, you're making a big mistake. Stafford is really if, good. Okay, so if if Daniel Jones turned into maybe a little bit less than Matt Stafford, and we don't have to pay him $30, $40 million a year, and we can build a dominant defense. I, I don't know like, how that I don't know how that happens, but yeah, if, if if he turns into a Matt Stafford or or a notch below that, I'd love it. I just I, I find that very difficult to believe. Very difficult to believe. But I don't know where you come up with this notion that you don't I mean, you just give me a decent quarterback and now I can win. Really, really you can't, Greg. But but a game no, I'm not saying that he, he's a bum, but a game somebody who's not gonna lose you the game. Build a dominant defense. Let Saquon do what he does. But like, you can't. That here's the thing, Greg, and thanks plan. for the call. You can't win in this league with a guy who's not going to lose you the game. You can't. You need a guy that's going to get the ball with 90 seconds left at his own 27, and you say, I like my chances. I mean, go, go through teams in this league. The big question about Miami is do they have the quarterback? Because Miami, outside of quarterbacks, is a very talented team. Buffalo has a great quarterback. They're favorites to win. Kansas City, great quarterback. They're favorite to win. Chargers, terrific quarterback. Denver, people now give them hope. Why? Because now they have a legitimate quarterback. Baltimore, terrific quarterback. Cincinnati, terrific quarterback. Right? I mean, the, the, it, you, if you don't have the quarterback, you have no chance. What can Philadelphia do? Philadelphia is a talented team, but it all boils down to is Jalen Hurts a capable quarterback? So this idea that you don't need that is could not be, in my estimation, more wrong. 1-800-919-3776. Your call's on the NFL. The Mets, the Yankees. We'll do Stump Rothenberg at 1030. A little frenzy at 1115. Oh, there's so much to do. Maybe we go around the league. I think we're. I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to go around the league, and we'll go around the league next right here, uh, 98.7 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's time to go around the league. Wow, a fancy open and everything. Harvey, you really are on your game today. Around the league on 9870 ESPN is driven by Ramsey Mazda. Uh, let's go around the league. Uh, we've been through the Jets and the Browns. And we'll get back there later. So we'll start with the Commanders and the Lions. I still can't get used to the Commanders nickname, but Carson Wentz was Carson Wentzish last week. He had some good moments and some bad moments, and they played a, a, a subpar team and got a victory at home against the Jaguars. So Washington takes their 1-0 record against the Detroit Lions, and this is the first time the Lions will be favored in 24 games. 24 games! And we'll see if they can get a victory at home against the Commanders. I think it should be a high-scoring game. Looks like DeAndre Swift is a game-time decision. Although he says he's going to play. Lions giving a point and a half in this one. I, I wouldn't touch it, but uh, I think that this can go certainly either way. And that's why the spread is just a point and a half. Uh, Buccaneers and the Saints uh, down in New Orleans. You know, it's funny. Tom Brady, regular season against the Saints, is, is winless. Uh, Saints had a huge scare. On the road in Atlanta last week, had a big comeback. But their receiving core looks good. Michael Thomas, 
Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Uh, Kamara was not great. In fact, is questionable for this game, all banged up. But the Buccaneers has some issues as well with the injuries. Their offensive line already a mess. Uh, Mike Evans is banged up. Chris Godwin is out. He's not going to play at all on this one. Uh, Julio Jones banged up, is expected to play. And the same with Russell Gage. So, I, again, I, I go to the quarterback, and, and in my mind, Tom Brady's just he's just so much better than Jameis Winston. But, you know, the Saints are a good defense and a good team, and it would not shock me if they uh, were able to get Tom and, uh, and the Bucs. Uh, it sounds like also, if Tom wants to remain married, that uh, this will be his last year in the National Football League. Patriots at the Steelers. Now, you could ask me, on most Monday mornings, what I think the spread of a game will be. And I'm usually really good with that. Like, really solid, really, really accurate. But not with this one. Not with this one. Not at all. I would have told you I would have thought Steelers by four. It's Patriots by two and a half. And I, I'm like the kind of NFL picker that I would get so nervous loving the Steelers and seeing the spread so diametrically opposed to what I think it would be. I know no, uh, no TJ Watt in this one, but... I mean, New England looked really bad week one. Don't you expect the Steelers to win? Which makes me pause and think that the Patriots will win, which is the exact reason I don't gamble anymore. Colts and the Jaguars. Colts laying two and a half against Jacksonville. Uh, a three and a half, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, Jaguars, I thought, played well. I thought at least there was a game plan. James Robinson ran the football well. They had the lead in late stages of that game and just too much Carson Wentz. Um, Matt Ryan, I didn't think he looked good at all last week. They trailed 20-3, to and they ran the ball effectively. Pittman was good. Matt Ryan fumbled the ball over and over and over. I think if the Colts don't turn the ball over, they win this game, but this is not a layup for Indy. Uh, and they tied coming into this one at 0-0-1. This is a, is a big-time game. I think this is not only a big-time game, this is a how good is Miami kind of a game. This is a, as they say in the industry, a litmus test. Miami 1-0 fresh off a, a throttling over the New England Patriots. Well, you know what? For their win and their worries, oh yeah, just travel to Baltimore and take on the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And it looks like J.K. Dobbins might be back in the lineup as well for the home opener for Baltimore. I'll tell you what, three and a half point number on this one. If you're Baltimore and you win this game and you go to 2-0, that's expected. If you're Miami and you go into Baltimore and win this game, you know what? I think people, you, you make a statement is what you do. You make a real statement of we are here to compete all season long. Falcons at the Rams. Rams laying 10 in this one. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way realistically the Rams don't win this game. I think you'll see a much better Matthew Stafford. I think you'll see... Allen Robinson get into the mix. And you know, I don't know what they do at running back, but I promise you this, after being called out the way he was, Cam Akers, uh, after week one against Buffalo, you're going to see a much better version of the running backs with the Rams. So I, I think they comfortably win this game. Seahawks at the Niners. Boy, oh boy, nine-point number. Trey Lance, looked, he looked awful. Now, did he look awful because he's just not that good? Or did he look awful because the weather in Chicago was just that bad? So we'll find out a lot about, I think, Trey Lance and the Niners. Looks like George Kittle might not play again. Seahawks, short week, travel, emotional game. I like San Francisco to, to comfortably win uh, this one tomorrow. Bengals at the Cowboys, number seven. 
Uh, both teams 0-1. Can't really afford to go 0-2. The old number was, what, what are the odds that you go to the postseason starting 0-2? But that was with a 16-game schedule and one lesser playoff team. Now it's 17 games and one additional team. Uh, I think we all agree with, like, the Bengals in this one. For the Cowboys to win this game, they have to get to Burrow, and they have to turn the Bengals over because you can't imagine a ton of points from Dallas in this one. Texans and the Broncos. You know, Texans are not good, but I will say this about them. At least they compete, right? At least they go out there and they compete. And they did it last year, and they do it again this season. But this is a tall order. Home opener for Denver. Russell Wilson at the helm coming off that brutal loss. I don't think this game's all that competitive. Uh, for all you Damian Pierce uh, owners in fantasy, uh, I guess Lovey Smith said expect a heavier dose of Damian Pierce in week two. Cardinals at the Raiders. But Cardinals are a mess, huh? Like, it feels to me like Tennessee and the Cardinals are two playoff teams from last year that might miss out on the playoffs this season. Cardinals, no DeAndre Hopkins, of course. No Rondale Moore. Kyler Murray did not look great. Their defense was atrocious. They traveled to the Raiders, who, although they lost last week, not in embarrassing fashion whatsoever. The Raiders giving five and a half. I think I'd be surprised if the Cardinals went, went into Vegas and beat the Raiders. Oh, there's all this worry, all this concern. What's going to happen? The Packers are falling apart. All right, they got the Bears. If they lose to the Bears, talk to me on Monday. If they beat the Bears, I think we can calm ourselves down. Uh, Green Bay's giving 10. I think they handily, handily uh, beat the Bears on Sunday night football. Titans, Bills is a big number, 10. Uh, Titans might compete. Bills are too good. I've said it from before the season. I, I said it when last season ended. This, to me, is Buffalo's year. Their defense is very good. They have multiple weapons on offense. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. They can run the ball. They throw the ball. The home field is dominant. They're not in all that difficult division. I think they win this game, and I think they win a lot of games this season. And then Minnesota and the Eagles. Now, great win for Minnesota week one. I guess the question has to be, what, what is this team? Real, what, what What is this Minnesota team? And there's all this. Well, you, you take Kirk Cousins out of that 1 o'clock window and he's not the same quarterback. You put him in an offense led by Kevin O'Connell, and maybe he is. Maybe he is. And, and it feels like Justin Jefferson has gone from being really good to great. Like now when you talk about the elite receivers in the NFL, it's Cup, it's Jefferson, and it's everybody else. I think it's a good game, a nightcap, a real good game for the second of two on Monday Night Football. And there you have it. That was well done. Around the league, driven by Ramsey Mazda. The experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. I think you all know what time it is. Right? I think we, I mean, if you walk the same earth that I do at 1030 on Saturdays, you can fill in the blank. It's time for, that's right, we will play Stump Rothenberg. And we'll play next right here on 98.7. ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this show dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? Stump Rothenberg brought to you by... 
Slomans, as well as the fine folks at Cooper Tire. 1-800-919-3776. You said you're going to be a better version of you. Joe Leo, what's our year-long record so far? The year-long record stands at 314 and 62. That's pretty, pretty good. 314 and 62. And you have a better five-pack than you brought to the table last week, correct? Yes, I do. All right, here we go. Let's go right down the list, and we start out with Richard in Manhattan. Richard, good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi, Dave. Dave, what stadium, football-slash-baseball stadium, yeah. has been the starting point for five major franchises still in existence? The stadium is still in existence, or the teams are no, still no, in existence? No, no, the franchises. So obviously it's going to be some baseball included in that. It's a sl- football-slash-baseball Yeah, no, stadium. I get it. All five franchises that they started are still in existence. Um, well, stadiums. And the stadium is not? Oh, no. Ask any other clue, and I'll give you. No, I don't want a clue. I just, I just want to confirm what you're... Uh... It's not, I mean, it's not the Raiders. Not the Marlins. But you said that the stadium's not in. Not Three Rivers. It's got, it's, I, I, it's got to be New York, because it's got to be three baseball teams and two football teams that played here. Uh, I bet you, I wonder if it's like the Brooklyn Dodgers, the, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers football team that played there, too. Um, I'm thinking the Polo Grounds, but I'm not certain. You're right. That. The Polo Grounds. Of that's course. What, that, that's the answer? Of course. All right. Well, the next Dave. I mean, you gave it to me a little prematurely, but I'll, I'll take it. Sure. Dave, you yes. know, I got the thought of that question because I listened to John and, and Susan. Last week, John, you know, in the preamble before the game, that today is the 100th anniversary of the Yankees' last game at the Polo Grounds, because obviously in 1923 they moved to right, Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Stadium sure. So that had me thinking that the I knew that the Yankees. Had, yeah. So, said, so, well, what, what, so it was it was Giants, Giants. Yeah, of course. Jets, Mets, Jets, and Yankees. Mets, Jets, and Yankees. There you go. All right, great stuff. One and zero. How about that? The Polo Grounds. Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave. Yes, Chris. Dave? Yes, Chris. Hey, Dave? Yes, Chris. Uh, first of all, a uh, big shout-out to uh, your producer because he really was very thorough in checking the question this week. So I want to give him credit for that. Okay. Uh, all right. Secondly, all right. Dave, there are 10 baseball Hall of Famers that have won Rookie of the Year and, in a, and a league MVP. Just tell me who the last person to go into the Hall of Fame that has accomplished that, that has a... Rookie of the Year and an MVP. And just so you know, Jackie Robinson was the first, and then I think Willie Mays was the second. But name me the last entry into the Hall of Fame. Rookie of the that Year. Rookie of the Year and MVP. 
Um. I mean. Could be Jeter. Rookie of the year. And MVP. But Jeter was, so, so, but Jeter was never MVP. All right, so it was, it can't it be was World Series MVP, but not League MVP. Right. Um, I'll get this. This could just take a minute. Rookie of the year, MVP, and a hall and a Hall of Famer, right? Yes. There's ten of them, but you just um, got named the last. Yeah. All right. So let's let's think about this. So it's got to be. I mean, you got to go back to. I mean, let's think. Um. I, I don't know Verlander. Well, it doesn't matter. He's still pitching. Um, is Ichiro? But Ichiro hasn't been retired for long enough. And Pujols will, will clearly be, but obviously he hasn't been retired for long enough. Before that, who can it be? So Jeter never won an MVP. Mike Piazza. Final answer. Who would you say? Mike Piazza. Mike. No, uh, Jeff Bagwell. Oh man. <laughs> Wait. So was it? Wasn't so? Mike Piazza was net. Was he? He was definitely rookie of the year, I believe. Yeah, I don't think. Did he ever win a league MVP, Piazza? I don't know. Uh, he, he, believe me. I thoroughly researched his questions. Thoroughly... Right. I don't want to. Uh, then, then, then he must have never. Uh, maybe he came in second in the MVP. Harvey, do me a favor. Turn the music down a little bit. So there you go. Put Chris on. Thank you. Put Chris on hold. We're, we're one and one. So Jeff Bagwell from the University of Hartford, Jeff Bagwell. That's unfortunate. Uh, let's go to Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Luke. All right. We're going to keep it baseball. All right. Okay. So, the last player to lead the majors in home runs and win the World Series. And win the World Series. And he had to lead it by himself, no ties. Yeah, he was solo leader of both leagues. So, he was the major league leader in home runs? Yes. Mm -hmm. And win a World Series. I'm not going to know this. Um, Mark Teixeira in 2009? I don't think he outright led the... Uh, led baseball... How about Phillies won eight? I'm thinking maybe Ryan Howard. Because I know he led the league in, in home runs. Remember, he, got a, he has to lead both leagues. Both leagues. So did he lead? Yeah, so leagues? he has the top. NL and AL. So did he lead both leagues in home runs is the question. I guess not. 
That might, maybe that was Griffey that led the American League that year. Oh, it's obviously not going to be Griffey. Um, boy, oh boy. How about... I think Andre Dawson had more than Mark McGuire that year. Boy, I don't think I know this. This is a good question. Led, I mean, I, I, God, both leagues and and, and and all by himself. Yeah. And they won the and they won the World Series. Could it be? Could it be Reggie Jackson? Seventy three. How about God, that'd be Johnny Bent? No, they didn't win that year. I, I can't take up any more time, so I'm gonna go with. And I don't think George Foster led the league in home runs, but I don't think uh, they didn't win the World Series in in '77. I'm gonna go with. Did Mike Schmidt lead baseball in 80? Could it be Mike Schmidt? That's the only thing I can think of. I'm going to go with Mike Schmidt, 1980. Phillies win the World Series. Final answer? Yes. I talked you out of it. You had it, David. It was Ryan Howard. Oh man, what 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 year? Oh wait, he led with forty eight home runs. Wait, but forty eight home runs. Led oh man, I had the Ryan and Howard, Cicero. and I then I went all the way back to Mike Schmidt. <laughs> ah! <laughs> all right, put him on hold. Put him on hold. All right, let's take a breath. Anthony at one and two in the mail truck. Anthony, you're on Stump Rothenberg. <laughs> Hello, David. Hello, Anthony. You're not in a good mood, and I don't like it. I'm in um, a terrible mood because I, I should have had that one. I know. I feel like you were going way too far back with that one. Obviously. Um, <laughs> so there have been three rookies in MLB history with 25 home runs and 25 stolen bases in their rookie season. Who is the first to do so? Now, Mike the, the, the Mike Trout, Chris Young. What's what's the answer? There's one guy. Well, Chris Young did it, and Mike Trout did it, and then uh, and then Julio Rodriguez just did it. So Chris Young is is the first one to do it. Yeah. All right, Dave. Have a good weekend. Thank you. And that's, and that's All right, now we're back on solid footing. We'll take one more. Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're on Stump Rothenberg. I got another baseball question for you, Dave. A lot of baseball today. Yep. All right, Albert Pujols recently set the all-time record homering off his 450th different pitcher. My question is, which pitcher has allowed the most home runs to King Albert? Eight home runs. I saw he had like 45 home runs against like the, the Reds, I think. <sighs> um, I think I've heard this this week. Because now he's at, he had another one last night. Is it 698? 
I mean, it's, it's got it's got to be someone in the uh, you figure in the National League Central. Um, I hit one off Ross Detweiler recently, but that can't be Detweiler. Hey, I don't know this. Um, I don't know. Eight home runs is the most. I would have thought it'd be more than eight. Roy Oswalt. Carlos Zambrano? Like, it's got to be someone like that. Oh, it, it, I think I did hear this this week. Is it Ryan Dempster? That'll be my answer. Ryan Dempster. It is Ryan Dempster. Eight okay. home runs. You got it, Dave. Oh, <laughs> good questions today. So that's that. now we're sitting there at three and two. So now we're about, above 500 for the week, so that's good. 1-800-919-3776. Quick break. Get some more of your questions. We'll see if, if Harvey or, or Joe Leo has a question. Then Joe's going to have his five-pack. More yours. Then the second round for Chris and Luke and maybe you. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you solo on a Saturday. 98.7 ESPN. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. And we continue now round two. Of Stump Rothenberg. We'll get to the college portion of the segment in just a few moments. We're three and two through five questions. A lot of baseball. Let's go to Vinny in New Hyde Park. Vinny, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm good, Vinny. Mine is a baseball question. Of course. Can you is. name the two the two players in their career, not in the same season, uh-huh. to win a league MVP? League All-Star Game MVP and a World Series MVP. And a World Series MVP. Um, so I think, did Willie Starzl do it in 79, maybe? So we're looking MVP of the regular season. All-Star yes. Game MVP and World Series yes. MVP. Yes. Not in the same season in their career. Oh, in their career. In their career. Okay. Well, that's different. In their career. Um... So, All-Star Game MVP, MVP, so that eliminates Jeter, World Series MVP. Correct. And League MVP. So, I know Stargell won the the MVP, but he shared it with Hernandez in 79. He won the World Series MVP. I don't know if he won the All-Star Game MVP. Um, well, that's a tough question. Yes, I've been waiting about six months to get on to ask you this question. This is a, this is a tough question. Um, 
So the All-Star Game MVP is, is going to hurt me. All-Star, World Series, and MVP for a season. Uh, see, Ken Griffey was never MVP for a season. How about Cal Ripken? Is that your final answer? Well, All-Star, I, I would imagine he won an All-Star MVP. It's two players. Yeah, what was he a World Series MVP? God, I don't know. Did, was he the the World Series MVP in uh, in '83? I think it might have been Rick Dempsey. How about could it could it be? I don't think it was Ripken in '83, and that would have been. They're only one. So, no, I'm going to say it's not. Um, Gary Carter, but he was not. Oh, God. Oh, Willie Mays. I think Willie Mays was a... Uh, Frank Robinson. Maybe I got to go back to that era. How about Frank Robinson? Because I know he was. He I know is he was, one. He's one. All right. So we got Frank Robinson. Okay. Very good. Very great. All right. World Series MVP, regular season MVP, and rookie of the year, you said, right? No, all star game MVP. An all star game MVP. So, so World Series, all star game, and league MVP. Right. Yes, not in the same year in their career. Yeah. See, I, see, Sandy Koufax was a World Series MVP. Was Sandy Koufax ever a? Uh, you can't imagine that you're going to get a, a pitcher. Oftentimes, no, I don't think. I don't think it's Koufax. McCovey, Mays. That's a tough question. Could it be McCovey or Mays? I don't. Think so. Reggie Jackson? Was Reggie Jackson ever an All Star Game MVP? I don't think so. Brooks Robinson was a was a World Series MVP, but I don't think Brooks Robinson was a uh, a league MVP or an All Star Game MVP. Ken Griffey, no, because he never won a World Series. Derek Jeter was never a league MVP. Ichiro never won a won, never won a World Series. Or anybody more recently? Mariana was never a was never a league MVP. Oh God. Um, Joe Morgan was Joe. Joe Morgan, Johnny Bench, any of those teams? Because Johnny Bench, I think, was a World Series MVP. Was Johnny Bench? You know, I, I'm gonna because I, I don't have forever. I'm gonna go Joe Morgan, but I, I don't know that he was ever a World Series MVP. But I know he was a he was a regular season MVP, 
and he was a uh, was an All Star Game MVP. So I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to go with Joe Morgan. Mm, you're wrong. Oh, who is it? Brooks Robinson. Oh, and I mentioned Brooks Robinson. Oh. You did. All right, put him back it's on the All Star Game. All right, so let's go now with, with – all right, so we got the three college ones that got me. So we're three and three right now through six, and I was right there with, with five of the six. All right, let's bring Vinny right back. Vinny with the college version here. Vinny, quick, what, what college? Go ahead. John Taylor. John Taylor, the, uh, the, the 49ers receiver? Yes. I think he was – was he Delaware State? John Taylor. I think he went to Delaware State. Final answer. You are correct. I am correct. All right. So that's one. We got rid of him. And now we go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, round two for you. My favorite wide receiver, first favorite wide receiver growing up on the Giants, Rich Houston. Rich Houston. I know this. Um Mine was Ernest Gray, but Houston's a little bit before that. Houston passed away early, too. It's somewhere in Texas, and it's not like a main school in Texas. Oh, God. Was it... It's like... Is it East Texas State? That's correct, Dave. Woo! Boy, that, I mean, we really are making it difficult on me today. And finally, Luke in Connecticut. Okay, Dave, for history. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Bear, Charles Tillman. Charles Tillman, Peanut Tillman, you're, you're asking me. Yeah, that's not a good sign. No, it's not a great sign. Now, it's, it's supposed to be skill position players because I like you. I will give you the uh, ULL. It's ULL, University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Yeah. Well, he was a defensive back. Well, that's not a skill position. But that's oh, fine. I am, am I, am I, am I right. correct? Yes, you are correct. I'll see you Wednesday. Thank you very much. And I think for, for a little nugget for you, I think, I think Charles Tillman is like works for the FBI now, a high-ranking official. All right. So now we've gotten rid of those. Joe Leo, you got your five-pack? Yes, I do. So well, then that would the now would be the time to, to come out would with that. Be Art Monk. Uh, Art Monk, Syracuse, went to White Plains High School. That is correct. Yeah. Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell, the punt, uh, punt kickoff returner. Yes. Brian Mitchell played for the Giants. He's also uh, Louisiana Lafayette, I believe. That is incorrect. What? That is, uh, it's just Louisiana, the, the, the uh, Raging Cajuns. Yeah, ULL, U- University of Louisiana, Lafayette. Oh, all right. All right. That's two. My, my goodness. Jericho Cotri. Uh, Jericho Cotri is NC State. That is correct. Justin McKerns, wide receiver for the Jets. Justin McKerns? Yes. Justin Justin McCarrens? McCarrens. Uh, Northern Illinois. That is correct. Oh, jeez. I'm names I'm not great with. Oh, I'll yeah. just put you there. I'll just uh I'll say it there. Joe McKnight. Uh 
Joe McKnight, obviously a very sad story. Um, USC. Yes, and last one. You're going six? Isn't that five? No, I have one more. Okay. Lavernius Coles. Florida State. Yep. And there you have it. And that's that. All right, Stump Rothenberg was brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Home Heating Oil. <clears throat> Excuse me, a 24-hour service. Call 866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter. On heating oil with Slowman's, that's 1-866-OIL-DEAL. Also brought to you by the fine folks at Cooper Tire for high-performing quality tires at affordable prices. Come to Mavis for Cooper brand tires, and Mavis always provides best-in-class customer service. Visit Mavis at MavisTire.com. Calm. We come back, NFL, then we've got a frenzy, very busy 11 o'clock hour. It's me and you on 98.7 ESPN.